A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Well, Game Changers, hello, wherever you are in the world. Today, I've got a lady from Bishop Stortford, uh, which is in the south of England, Stansted area, a lady by the name of Natasha Evans. Natasha, a warm welcome to you. Hi, and thank you, Paul, for uh, inviting me onto the show. So, listeners, what we're going to talk about today, rather intriguing title, Reclaim Your Power, Be Sassy. There's a word, Natasha, sassy and probably very appropriate for you to set us going on this uh, intriguing podcast dance. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll we'll have a little bit of a dance around the word sassy. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, what does that mean to someone? But for for me, it's actually an acronym of my programme that I created, Sculpt a Stronger and Sexier You. So aimed at women... uh, usually over the ages of 40 but it doesn't mean that there has to be that but that's sort of the 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 target age that i'm looking at probably people like myself uh, mums that have um shall i say put themselves second doing everything for everyone else um not giving themselves the time or love uh, that they deserve and the program takes them on a journey over 10 weeks to regain their sassy with not just how they look, how they feel um, from the inside and the out, but the mindset too. Mm, health and body, if you will. Um, health and body, mind and even mind and body. <laughs> health and body. <laughs> so, as you know, I mean, obviously, as you said, from a, from your business point of view, Natasha, you focus on a certain client group. It's been my experience that when people develop programs, and I know that's a very broad general statement but actually the principles can equally apply to all kinds of cross sections of society is is that the case with what you're talking about here absolutely um i think you you start off um with your ideal uh client or and, and generally speaking it's it's normally a pain point or something that you've dealt with yourself in your own journey and then you know no one knows better how to deal with something if you've overcome it yourself so i think you do model it like that but is is it you know useful and is it going to give benefit to a wider audience absolutely um and i've already been asked a few times well you know where's the one for men mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's you know absolutely you know could would men want to feel sassy what would their connotation be of the word but ultimately sculpt a stronger sexier you when i mean sexier i don't mean for the opposite sex or the same sex or i mean for yourself how you feel about yourself do you feel good about yourself do you feel energized do you feel happy do you feel confident that's what i mean because mm. ultimately it's all about us isn't it i mean not obviously in a selfish egotistical way 
But, you know, to coin a well-known saying, we can't give what we don't have. So if we're not feeling, you know, tip top, the best we can be, self-empowered, shining like a bright light, you know, how can we give anything of any constructive aspect or emotion to anyone else? If we haven't got it, we can't give it, can we? Exactly. And there's there's two points that I can speak about with regards to that. One being um, a, a saying or a quote to say that people need to drink from your saucer and not your cup. And I think typically um, as mums, uh, we do tend to put the needs of everyone else first. It's just the nature of, of the game. You know, when you have your children, you, you everything you do is is for them um, and it is a juggling act and you do tend to put yourself to the back of the queue and as you said naturally then you are going to find yourself uh, more depleted and less able to support and help if you're not feeling as you say um, energized but that goes into my second point of uh, the oxygen mask on uh, airplanes I um, <laughs> had a quite a Heated discussion, shall I say, a few years back, um, and this is where my viewpoints completely changed, uh, but this was with my husband. The, the oxygen mask in a plane, they always say to put on your children first, uh, put on your, put, there you go, Freudian sip, put on your own face first and then your children. And I always said that I couldn't do that. Um, I would have to put it on my children first. And that's just the way that I was. And, and he was, well, that's not what you should do. And uh, yeah, and we would have this discussion. It's taken a long time for me to, and maybe because my children are older now, to finally acknowledge that obviously what they're saying is correct. So was my husband and that I actually would comfortably put it on my own face first understanding the reasons why and that was quite a big shift for me mm. i just want to um ask you from a, a mother's perspective natasha that knowing what you know now and you obviously you've just alluded to that to use your words shift um looking back on it all and there's certainly no mistakes in life as we know there's only learning would you knowing what you know now would your, you know, to use that analogy of drinking from the saucer, not the cup, would you still do all the same thing again from a mother's perspective and metaphorically put the mask on your children first and let them drink from your cup rather than your saucer? Or has that also been a big shift, Natasha? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that is tough um, because I do think it's in our uh, nature, our instinct, our intuition, all of those things to nurture, raise and support our offspring. You know, as animals, it's it's the way that we're supposed to evolve. Um, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, yeah, I am a different person now, so maybe I, I honestly... I'm stumped as to know whether I would do things differently. Like you say, I don't think there's it's any mistake is, is a learning process. Um, what I do know is that when we are always helping others, um, we can't be putting ourselves first. And as you said, you know, for us to be able to be of benefit, sometimes we need to take a step back. So I think probably a bit of both. Um, I think there would have been a leveler of understanding I needed to be a bit selfish 
um but also be selfless and and know when to to pull the trigger on which one that i needed at the time rather than just life take you which sometimes happens in the scheme of things because it's busy um i don't think you have lots of time to to be thinking about things you you just get on with it um i have two children i mean mums that that have more more than than two you know i take my hat off <laughs> not least of of going you know giving birth to them but but the juggling act that you have to do and you have to be able to do multiple things um at the same time um so naturally you know looking after yourself sometimes does go to the back of the queue so I suppose from a mother's point of view, you know, let's let's open it up from a parent's perspective, Natasha, based on your experiences and your wisdom gained over the over the years. I mean, what's the number one lesson that you would pass on to your two children now? Would that be health re- related, the importance of health above anything else? What, what would that number one lesson, if indeed there is a number, because I always look for that distillation that simplicity in the game of life we play because i think there's that many there's that much noise clutter confusion complexity out there i think the more we can strip it back to what i really personally do believe life is a very simple game so that's why i seek for those distillations what would be that one thing that you'd pass on to your kids natasha I think you you try to lead by example uh, first and foremost as uh, an individual and as a parent. Um, but I'm going to bring it back to something uh, my husband's best man said at our wedding speech when he was uh, in in the speech and he was saying that he was putting it together. Um, and it's one of those sort of known jokes when he said, "Oh, I don't know what to do," um, and the wife says, "Don't be clever, just be yourself." <laughs> mm. um, I think my, one of the things that I would say is, "Be you, be yourself." I mean, yes, we need to be healthy. Yes, we need to learn. Yes, we need to grow. But I think sometimes the biggest thing that gets lost uh, through the journey is yourself, uh, who you are. So. I think that would be always stay true to yourself, be you, because no one else can be you better than you. And we're all imperfectly perfect. Mm, I love that. And I know we've shared a conversation off air around values. And just um, just to repeat this as one of my own, to reinforce exactly what Natasha is, is that loyalty and not loyalty just to whoever's in your life, but more importantly, to yourself to thine own self be true because that is the that's the ultimate in in leading from example isn't it you know and we know with that Natasha goes you know was it Jim Rohn that coined the phrase in terms of people you know liking accepting or or whatever some will some won't so what but so long as you've got that conscience clear the rest is just stuff isn't it yeah, I mean, it It takes, I think we, you know, you never stop learning. Um, and my nan always said that, um, and she was learning into her 80s. And I think you learn in life with knowledge, but you also learn about yourself. And like you said, your values. Um, 
Uh, I, Jim Rohn, I think he's great. I absolutely love. He was uh, Tony Robbins' mentor, wasn't he? And I've even gone mm. back further than him with his mentor, which was Earl Schoff. Um, I find it fascinating to hear that. And I, I love his, um, funny enough, I was listening to him literally the other day um, and about cultivating seeds. You know, he said, you've got your plant, your seeds um, in autumn or, or scavenge in spring. Um, it's it's in essence um, for us, we, we've got to do the best that we can. We've got to learn. We've got to grow. But if we're trying to be someone else, then then we're not being authentic and we're not being real. And like you said about loyalty, that's interesting to to coin the phrase about being loyal to ourselves, being true to ourselves. Because sometimes we are spending so much time trying to please others or thinking too much on what they think. And like you said just there, um, I had a, another quote said to me that's always stuck with me. You may not be everyone's cup of tea, but you'll be someone's shot of whiskey. And the point is, you shouldn't worry about what anyone else thinks about you because it's none of your business. And I like that one as well. And that those have really helped me in lessening that thought process about and, and enabling me to be authentically me as well. It's been, which brings us then, I think, to another level, you know, of say meditation of just being in that stillness and that, that self peace that goes with I really don't care what the outside world says or thinks you know we know it's not as simple as that at times because you know the human frailty creeps in and you know this is why I love the work of Brenny Brown Natasha when she speaks about that vulnerability being our strength and not denying that and I think masculine energies um, you know dare I say guys generally um are very defensive about showing their vulnerability, but it's there within all of us, isn't it? And, you know, I think as a human being, irrespective of what the gender stroke energy is, uh, well, the energy, forget the gender element, but the if we could learn to be more self-accepting, self-forgiving, um, that's a massive part of health, living a healthy life, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Brenny Brown's brilliant as well. Um, I've, uh, I, I love Audible, so I listen to a lot of books audibly and um, I've listened to hers as well. And yeah, some fantastic stories. I think, yeah, to be vulnerable, um, that's, that's not an easy one to do. Um, and oversharing, there's a fine line, isn't there? So being vulnerable where you're going to help others, but not at the point that you're going to put yourself... Uh, risk shall i say or um you know sharing too much that that may not just be harmful to you but maybe uh, around you for whatever that reason may be but also about um like you say masculinity testosterone and you know we both have you know males females there is male and female energy um and that's the point we we you could be a female and be displaying far too much uh, male energy, male testosterone, or you could be the other way around. And it's, it's finding that balance, um, not in a, and I'm not talking in a, a sexual connotation, I'm talking in an energy field. Mm -hmm. um, and it's trying to find that sweet spot where you listen to that female energy, but you also know when you need to tap into the male and, and have that in homeostasis. Yeah, yeah, the balance, if you will. 
for Barons. So just give us a, a quick whistle stop, if you will, on your your Sassy Ten program, the ten weeks of you know, or, you know what what well let's say women because that is your target audience, Natasha. What what kind of things you know you you've obviously alluded to strongly the the mind and the body, what I call it, the body and the health. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it just gives a, a quick sort of whistle stop of those ten weeks. So I don't uh, market it as a uh, program for weight loss because uh, I think sometimes uh, people fixate too much. Don't get me wrong, it's important to have goals. But when you're chasing just after a number on the scale, I think that can be quite detrimental to the mindset. So it's more that I take them ladies on a journey. And generally speaking, the ladies that, that come onto the program are not happy where they are at that moment that they sign up. They know they want change, but they're just not quite sure how to do it and they don't know how to get started. And they are aware that they need support. Um, and they come to me, uh, many of them, you know, vulnerable in that they don't know if the program's gonna work for them. They don't know what to expect. And then by the end of the 10 weeks, they get more than they ever thought they were going to. And and that's done through, as I said, mindset, uh, nutrition, healthy, healthy food, uh, exercise. But more than that, I mean, anyone can deliver like a food plan, uh, an exercise plan. I give I give me. Um, so I give my energy. I give uh, my support. They are part of a group. And it's about that accountability that keeps us going because life, as you said, you know, will offer obstacles, roadblocks, um, dead ends, and they are life's learnings and lessons. And we, that loyalty, as you mentioned to yourself, also is confidence. When we show up for ourselves every day, we commit to habits every day. What happens is that we start building confidence um, and that inner belief that self-belief and then that starts to build momentum and in that momentum then we tackle di more difficult things and we achieve them and and then we start looking at ourselves in a different light it's like wow was that me did, did i just do that um and that fosters a positive uh, energy and direction which flips it on its head to perhaps where they were at the start so it's building their self-belief it's building their confidence along with their energy a positive mindset and feeling good both in body and mind and the byproduct is that they lose weight which you know obviously is one of the things that they obviously want to do when they're coming on the program and and tone up mm, okay so you've also got a podcast natasha haven't you i have <laughs> as, as, as one podcast host to another let's have a a, a podcast fest <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the planted mindset podcast um so i'm on to my second series i haven't done as many episodes as yourself um but again i love uh doing guest episodes because i think it's it's great to have that energy and as we've spoken off air that that um, being on the same frequency on on things and being able to chat and explore um, and, and come away from from an episode or a chat or a discussion feeling 
better than when you started not to say that you weren't feeling good before you started but but that energy and i always come away from the the episodes with a buzz uh, and i love that mm. which brings me back nicely um to something you said around when you know when women are reaching out on your programs yeah again this is my own take upon based on my own experience natasha that uh, and very general, irrespective of any particular energy or any label of young, old, black, white, gay, straight, rich, poor, whatever the labels are. We're not we're not interested in getting bogged down on those. But is, am I being too simplistic, whether it's in a professional program or in life in general, just to say one of the simple rules of life is as a human, Natasha, we just want to talk to somebody and be heard, don't we? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Validation. I think it is, you know, we, as you said, we want to be heard. We want to feel valued. We all have a contribution to make in this world, whether we believe it or not, whether we're brave enough to or not. Um, and I think it's listening to some greats. I think, uh, like, um, Les, uh, what's his name? Brown. Now I've got, yeah, Les Brown. Don't know why I forgot his name there for a second. Um, it's, I think it really stuck in my mind when I listened to him and, and he sort of said, you know, you don't want to go meet in your maker with all of those skills, all of those gifts that are unique to you. Now, everyone's unique. Everyone's got a special gift. And, and then you think, well, if everyone's got a gift and everyone's special, then no one's special. But we're all so unique that it is a, it is special. And if you don't open up and share that, then lots of people are going to be losing out. And I think that is a big mindset shift that helps you if you're ever fearful of, of tackling something new or trying or pushing out, um, you know, like we're both doing podcasts. Well, you know, why should I do a podcast? No one's going to listen to it. You, you, you know, if, if you think in those thoughts, then, then you're you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to think negatively about everything. You only need one person to listen to your podcast. That could change that person's life. It's not always about the quantity. It's about the quality and how you make someone feel. And there is a quote about that, and I, I don't know off the top of my head, but um, how you leave someone, that, that energy that you can give to that person. And I think if we've got skills and gifts within us, we owe it to the rest of the world to share those. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off ourselves uh, when we feel scared and vulnerable to go and do something. It's almost like, oh my God, I, you know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm defrauding uh, these people if I don't. And, and I think that that helps us to be braver absolutely and i would i would offer natasha i would offer that one of the best guests we can have you know using that example you said if only one person what if only that one person was ourselves because when they talk about writing being cathartic i call it, you remember the old um moody blues nights in white satin record yeah yeah uh, yeah, it was the very first single I bought, bought way back in, well, a few years ago, and I think I paid 45p <laughs> for it, which in old money listeners was, as my grandma would say, is nine bob. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so within that is a line, letters have written, never meaning to send. 
you know, using that example of, I don't know if you can relate to this listeners where you've had a, a particularly um, harrowing relationship breakup when you wrote a letter to the other one saying how much you love stroke eight that person. And, you know, you dump your emotions on paper, but you never actually send the letter. Hence the line, letters I've written never meaning to send. And I don't know about you as a fellow podcast host, Natasha, but I've I've found that, you know, sort of nearly 400 episodes in that that sort of um, contribution towards development, self-development, healing, call it what you will, whether, you know, and, and obviously I know that people do listen, but whether they do or whether they don't, I think yet again, as humans, we overlook that. But what about me? Yeah, I mean, that is true because um, and I, I think that's what's fascinating for a listener is if they come across your podcast and, and tap in. So, you know, if you're that far in on your journey, then they can go back. They can actually listen to your progress. They can see that, you know, that is there. It's stamped out there. And I think that's another mark of vulnerableness that we're putting ourselves out there to show look like when i started i was crap <laughs> like me personally um and i'm a little less crap now um and obviously as as i go i will get even less crap <laughs> no i'm joking yeah it'll be hard on myself but um you know we we are improving and and like you say yeah in that journey um but Going back to the letters and the writing, wasn't it uh, Roosevelt that, that would write the letters? Weren't, weren't there loads of those that were found in the, the uh, drawer after he died that he never sent or never gave out? Um, so, yeah, it's I think it is good because once you open the, the hornet's nest, you, you can't put it back. Um, and sometimes it's an emotion that just needs to be aired. So whether that needs to be aired through writing or yeah, and that's why the songwriting is is so powerful because you know they can express emotions, and it generally is normally the best songs are from something quite tragic, mm-hmm. um, but they can pour their energy into it. Yeah, which reminds me of a thread of podcasts, and listeners, you'll know this, where I've I've posed the question: time, love, or money, which matters most, and. Uh, it's become a one horse race because one of the things I allude to what you you've kind of picked up on there, Natasha, is you look at how many songs. I mean, I'm personally I'm a massive, massive music lover. And you look at how many songs. OK, let, so let me without, without further ado, Natasha, without thinking about it too deeply. How many songs can you think about that have got the lyric or relate generally to the concept of time? Oh, I thought you were going to say love and then I was going to say, you know, <laughs> so many, but time, uh, I not, I wouldn't be thinking that it doesn't, it doesn't strike a chord, although, you know, we don't get it back and, and we should value it more as a commodity and we should be more mindful of our time and, and that not just of the time, but the value again, because that goes back to ourselves, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, valuing ourselves more, but as for songs, no, I don't, you know, okay. look back in time. I, you know, um, I think shares coming in my head, but I'm not quite sure. What was that one? 
turn back time. I can't yeah. sing to save my life. And the other one is uh, who sang it? If I only had time, dreams would be mine. But the reality is, Natasha, isn't it? For each and every one of us, there are 86,400 moments, brackets, seconds in every day. We've all got the same currency to spend. We have a choice how we spend it. Well, you know, no matter how defensive. Yeah, but you don't understand, Paul. You haven't got six kids. You haven't got four jobs. You haven't got this. You haven't got. We all have 86,400 moments in every day to choose and spend that currency how we deem appropriate. We have choices to make, even when we think we don't. So anyway, going back to the record one, very few is the answer because it's interesting that between us, uh, Natasha, we probably come up with two stroke three. Let's move on to money. Anything that comes to your mind uh, around a song around money? Abba, money, money, money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and let's leave it at that one because that's the same one as myself. Um, you know, same principle, we're struggling. I think it's fair to say, uh, in terms of coming up with loads of different alternatives. Now, the the pièce non resistance, how many songs can you reel off around love titles? Blimey, we'd, we'd be here till forever, wouldn't we? It's it, because there are so many, I can't actually think of any of the top of my head, which is, is interesting <laughs> that I could just about think of the time and the, the money ones. But... In, as I as I said to you before we went into it, yeah, it's it, they're always talking about love and generally from a, from a heartbreak uh, perspective. So because it pulls on emotion, um, and like you said about wanting to feel heard, wanting, we want to feel connected. We are human beings. We we need to connect with others. Um, we don't fare well. I'm not to say that you know people don't like uh, solitude or their own space and and. You know, I, I like my own space as well, but but we are social beings and COVID has absolutely shown that to be true, that, that people are finding it difficult, you know, and there's there's going to be such a knock on effect of this from a, from a mindset perspective, from a mental health perspective of that disconnect that we've had. It doesn't just the world opens up and everything's, you know, normal and that we all revert back. We've all had to learn a new normal. I know I've got I've digressed here, but um, it's hard for us to shift. You know, uh, we like routine, believe it or not, um, even though we say we don't, but we do. Uh, so we always try to normalize any situation. COVID, we've tried to normalise it. Now the world opens up, we've got to try and normalise that. And I think there's there's been lots of articles written about like the re-entry, you know, oh my God, like how do I go out and connect again? Not so sure how to do it. We've almost forgotten, um, but we crave it. Um, it's, it's, it's in our DNA. <laughs> it's meeting that basic, um, one of the six human needs, that first one of the need for certainty and control, isn't it? I want, it's always been done this way, so I want it to always be done this way. And, um, yeah. So I want to ask you one big final question to sign off with, Natasha. But before I do that, I just want to invite you in for you to share your contact details with the with listeners, you know, how they can reach out to you, find out more about you, that kind of thing. Sure. So I have a website, um, www.natasha.com 
sassy10.com so you'll find everything on there but i am also on so that the podcast will be on there but it's also on other platforms but you can find me on facebook and instagram as well and linkedin but yeah probably the website's the best and easiest one because you can divert from there so www.sassy10.com so my big um question to you is is this so i made a statement earlier on around you know people just want to be heard want to be noticed want to be visible how would it fit and i'm going to kind of focus in natasha on the podcast host scenario do you think there's any merits maybe this is too narrow a question you open it up if you feel it's too narrow if we had a conversation around two flies racing up a wall would that work for listeners? Because people just want to connect. And I offer that in the context of listening to the dance that's took place between us, the, the tonality, the energy, the variation that's took place on that metaphoric dance floor. That's what people really, really want, isn't it? They can feel that energy. They can feel that warmth. They can feel that sincerity. Is Or I might, yet again... Am I oversimplifying? No, I think you've got it spot on there, uh, Paul. It is about energy. We are energy, ultimately. And, you know, energy cannot be displaced or destroyed, just passed from one place to another. So it's, it's understanding that, you know, not to go into to quantum uh, physics, and but it's powerful. And with that understanding, it's it's knowing how you can go into a, a room or um, an environment and feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand on end. Something doesn't feel right. That's energy. And that can happen from many people's collective energy. Or you can go into another place and feel really, really happy. And there's a different vibe. And you you'd perhaps say it's a vibe. So it's 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 tapping into to that and knowing that we're not all gonna, as you said before, like connect or, or get one another. And for the people that don't, well then don't listen <laughs> or, you know, be just resonate with the people that you do, but it's, it's better to, to have um, some sort of impact and repel rather than perhaps sit somewhere in the middle creating no reaction at all <laughs> mm, i suppose the moral of that story just to sign off natasha is to say to our listeners look you know don't ever think that you're not good enough and don't have that doubt about that you know if you want to start a podcast somebody will listen and if you want to write a book somebody will read it and, and no matter what it's or you want to paint a picture just get out there and do it because you know risk of using a cliche life is very very short you know, let's play with it. And who knows, we might even put that to the test, Natasha and I. We might do a follow-up podcast and have a discussion around two flies racing up a wall. <laughs> then we really will see the listening figures go boop. Yeah. Um, but in, in essence, though, Picasso, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, deemed famous until after he died, um, yeah. you know, so, so remember about legacy, it's, it's important for what we do whilst we're here, but don't forget what you're leaving behind once you've gone. Absolutely. And that brings in the integrity, do the right things for the right reasons. 
And whether you're here to see it or not, the rest will just take care of itself. Boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, I think on that very positive uh, fly-driven note, Natasha, <laughs> thank, thank you very much. And uh, all that remains now, listeners, is, is to sign off the way I always do by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>